What does success look like? Is it too late for me to be successful? How do I get where I want to go? If you find yourself asking any of these questions, you're not alone. Hi, my name is Andrew Augustiniak. I'm Scott Ward. And I'm Josh Wallace. And we have questions too, or a question. This is the Fueled by Why podcast. If you're a returning listener, thank you and welcome back. If you're new to the show, this podcast seeks to uncover the secret to success by asking not what or how, but why. We invite you to join us as we explore the part each of us plays in our own success. Each week, we speak with someone new and get the real story behind their success by digging a little deeper to learn why they do what they do. From CEOs to homemakers, each has a unique story to tell and offers valuable insights, advice, and strategies along the way. It all starts with why. Thank you again for being here and enjoy the show. Has a mess landed your beloved dog in, well, the doghouse? From hardwood to tile, carpet to couch, Coconut Cleaning's state-of-the-art, natural, coconut-enhanced cleaning process is a revolutionary way to clean and sanitize your home, office, and vehicle. For superior solutions and a guaranteed clean, choose Coconut Cleaning. Visit coconutcleaningco.com or call 480-746-7796 for a quote today. Welcome to the Fuel by Why podcast, where we interview authentic people with courageous stories. I'm Josh Wallace. Today, we interview Shauna Lum, who turned world traveling into two different businesses. We talk about her life growing up. We talk about, you know, growing in a sports family and an entrepreneur family and how that impacted her life going forward. Today, I think you're going to learn a lot of things that can help you if you're interested in moving abroad or if you're just interested in making that next move in your life. We talk about how fear can hold you back from doing the things that you should be doing and how to get over those things. We really look forward to this interview with Sean Alum. Looking for a mortgage tailored to your needs? Meet the Augustiniak Lending Team at Neighborhood Loans, your trusted neighborhood lender. We prioritize you and provide personalized loan solutions to secure your financial future. Whether you have real estate questions, need mortgage advice, or just want to chat, we're here for you. Call us at 480-735-4095 or visit AugustiniakTeam.com and let's start a conversation about your future today. Neighborhood Loans, your mortgage powered by your neighbor. Today we're joined by Shauna Lum. She is the CEO of Move Overseas Now and she also has a second company, Your Life Innovated LLC. Shauna, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Um, to kind of elaborate, I, you know, it's so great to be with you, Josh. Um, and um, yeah, so I basically have two businesses, uh, Your Life Innovated, which is a web design and social media agency. I actually started that from watching YouTube videos and just taught myself everything. So I think our chat today is going to be really interesting because we're going to really talk a lot about um, how you can really start something from nothing. Mm -hmm. And um I actually started that when I was in Barcelona, Spain. So I moved abroad in 2015, left the typical corporate nine to five. I was like, I need to get the F out of here, <laughs> out of America, that is. And I lived my dream life 
over in Spain. I lived there for five plus years, met my husband, and I actually started that web design agency out there. And my goal was to work primarily with American clients so that I could, um, you, I don't know if you guys know this, but living in Spain is like one third of what we spend here. Mm -hmm. So you can actually live this like really awesome, glamorous life. Um, so that was kind of my strategy was like having American clients, but live in Spain where it's hella cheap. Um, and then I went into this new business, which is called Move Overseas Now, where I help Americans permanently move abroad, specifically to Europe in under a year and help them save like hundreds of hours of research because I've already went through the whole process. So that's kind of a you know, summary of, of what I'm all about. And thanks again, guys, for having me. Perfect. Well, really looking forward to diving into that. But before we do that, let's take it back. You know, tell us a little bit about your back history, where you come from, how you got to Wazoo, and then we'll go into the businesses and moving overseas. Yeah. Well, yeah. So basically, to kind of like set it off, my both my parents were entrepreneurs. So I really think like how we are brought up really shapes us. Um, mm -hmm. My dad owned a construction company. Um, they neither of them went to university. They went to the school of hard knocks, um, like a lot of our parents did. My mom um, was a very successful like hypnotherapist. So in terms of mindset and all that, I've always been around um, how you can change your thoughts, uh, rewire your thoughts to to uh, change your beliefs, which change your habits, which change your behavior, which then changes your personality. So I've kind of been around that for a very long time. So I think just like from you know, childhood. And then obviously my parents got divorced. So there was a little bit of hardship there. But like, from having them as entrepreneurs, I really got to see like what it was like, you know, hard work, dedication, setting a goal. We also didn't have they didn't have money to send me to university. So that's the other thing of why I'm such a big fan of going abroad, because I don't know if a lot of people know this, um, you can actually do undergrads and masters in Germany, in Spain, in all these different countries for like 3K and wow. under. Like, it's really crazy. I didn't know that at the time. So when I was 13, my parents were always telling me, we don't have money to send you to college. Um, you're going to have to get scholarships. And I was always into school. I loved school, always got good grades. I don't know what that was. Maybe it was only child syndrome and I got bored and I enjoyed singing my math equations out loud. <laughs> but um yeah, so I always knew in the back of my head, like, okay, I've got to do this for me. And so I've I've always set these kind of like, when I was 13, I set this goal and I played volleyball all throughout high school. Um, and then I ended up getting a scholarship to play at Washington State, which was Pac-12 mm -hmm. at the time. And um, I basically like from 13 said to myself, like, I am going to get an athletic scholarship to play volleyball. Like, I didn't know how that was going to happen. And I, I think w I've been reading a lot of books and like watching a lot of YouTube videos and listening to podcasts. It's like, sometimes we don't know how it's going to happen. We just set the intention and then it freaking happens. Mm. And so I think I got into some sort of groove when I was younger that like, okay, you set a goal, you just tr trust, you don't know how it's going to happen. You put in your, you know, you have courage and you have committed action and then it just happens. So yeah, that's kind of like beginning, you know, childhood to teenage years and obviously going through the club volleyball mm. scene, which 
I think you guys played sports. You know about uh, yeah. club sports. It's really intense. You know, you're really starting to get a taste of like what hardcore athletics is with the lifting and, you know, the tournaments and a lot of pressure. So I think having that sports background really helped with later and now the entrepreneurship side of things because I feel like I can handle a lot of pressure um, that I don't know if the normal human would have been able to develop that um, as early. So very grateful to have all these opportunities. And then, yeah, went to Washington State, played uh, there for all four years. I was, I would say I was one of the starting players. I also did a double major. So I majored in international business and finance. Um, we had to be there all summer. So I don't know if you guys know this about student athletes. We got to be on campus pretty much all year. Mm -hmm. So that there's benefits with that. You can do like double majors. So I was like, why not go get a finance degree? At the time, I thought, oh, that must look good on paper. I hate finance. <laughs> right. um, but hey, I did it. <laughs> and then I got a minor in Spanish. There was always this, I don't know what it was, but I always connected with older people when I was younger, like and different cultures. And I always saw myself not staying in America. I was always in the AP Spanish classes. I was always so interested in like when it was Dia de los Muertos at school. Mm -hmm. I was always so interested in like learning about these other cultures. And I think that's also what sparked me to want to go live this different life and go move myself from America abroad. So um, I know there's a lot more we could jump into, but um, my first stint of going abroad was studying abroad my last semester of college. And it was literally the best decision I've ever done. It changed my life. I got to see new perspectives. I got to be involved in a whole nother culture. I changed. I actually deprogrammed from everything that we've been taught in a good way. And then I had to come back to America and work the corporate life uh, at 22, which change. I actually wasn't excited about because yeah. I had just experienced this whole new life in Europe. So I'll end it there and see if you wanted me to elaborate on anything else. But um, that's kind of like beginning stages. No, that's that's honestly great. And I, I think that, you know, you talked about like being able to handle pressure and the muscles we work out are the muscles that get stronger. You know, and that's one thing athletics has brought to my life, you know, is the ability to understand a moment and not be like scared of it, you know? Yeah, and I feel, especially with athletics, and, and you get into the higher tier of athletics, when you're in the business world, there's harsh conversations that happen, and you're told very bluntly your weaknesses mm -hmm. and, and where you need to improve. And I feel like this next generation is like you can't have those hard conversations, but when you've played sports your whole life and you've played college uh, college sports, you're so used to it because mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, that is coaching. Yeah. It is. It's not, oh, hey, great job. No, you didn't do good. Like, yeah. You need to improve there. Like if you're not shooting good free throws, guess what you're practicing? Oh, yeah. You're practicing no. the free throws. You're Absolutely. Not, you're not doing post-ups. Yeah. So did that translate? I mean, obviously the college sports probably uh, helped translate to you, but what was the big separation between business in America versus business in Spain? That's a really good question. Okay, business in America versus business in Spain. So I had this great experience when I was studying abroad. Um, I went over there for six months. I was living with a host family. Um, I actually got fluent in Spanish because I lived with a with that host family. 
And I just felt like my brain was expanding in ways that I've never experienced. And they say that when you learn languages, like the neural pathways and all that are expanding and growing. So that feeling was with me when I came back and worked corporate. And I felt like coming back, and let me just tell you why I went back to, um, basically when you're in Europe, you can like hop around to different countries for like a hundred bucks round trip. Like I was going from Spain to Amsterdam for the weekend by myself or with friends, or I was going and skiing in the Alps in Switzerland that the flight was like 150, you know, ski lift tickets were like 70 bucks each. It's just like so affordable. And so I was, I kept, when I come, came back to America working my corporate job, I felt like I didn't have as much freedom, which was really interesting. Mm. And I had, I was doing some work on the ground. I had an internship with a company in Spain and I, what I could initially compare from that first trip over, which was kind of short, the six month stint for studying abroad, they trusted me a lot in Spain. Like I had not that much experience and they were having me like call companies and like do marketing plans. And I was like, I've never done this. And I just feel like there was so much trust versus like, Back in America, it was a lot of handholding and people didn't want to give you big projects right when you were starting out. And that was like there for sure. And then when I actually made the move a year and a half after being in my corporate job and just like I kept thinking about this dream that I had of like being an entrepreneur, going to Spain, doing what the heck I wanted, like working online. I finally put in my two weeks at this corporation. I was working in Houston, Texas for this oil and gas company. And um, I put in my two weeks, I decided to do a master's program in Barcelona, which was entrepreneurship and innovation. And that was kind of like my way out mm -hmm. of the American lifestyle. And obviously this corporate life, because people are going to judge you, they're going to say, why are you leaving this good job? And so there was a lot of fear, but I just stayed rooted in like the vision <laughs> and um, went and did this entrepreneurship journey, learned so much there, um, got this master's by the way, a year was like 3K mm. for this entrepreneurship master. Learned from people on the ground. Uh, my professors were actually business owners. So that's a, another really interesting difference between uh, maybe doing a business school in America versus like in Spain or Europe. This was a private business school, didn't have that many students. And the actual teachers came, they were, they were night classes because all the professors have their own companies and are like really successful in Spain. So like my, I forget what she was. I think she was like part of one of the entrepreneurship or marketing classes. She owned like five companies. She's like one of the top CEOs in like Europe, speaks seven languages. And she, she said one day, like, I have an internship. Does anybody want to take it? And I just like gobbled that up. I was like, hell yeah, I want to learn from you. So I feel like there were a lot more interesting opportunities that I had never seen in America. Like I hadn't seen my professors back at Wazoo being business owners mm -hmm. themselves or like operating these companies. You know, it's normally like a professor in America is just a professor. And I think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. No. I, I believe that to be true, right? I, I feel like we could get down a deep hole in this because I've had the same feelings about a lot of my professors too, where they were more so regurgitating what they had learned rather than like mm -hmm. teaching you what they actually did. Yeah, I feel like right. a, a lot of it's philosophies versus practicality, mm -hmm. right? Like here's what 
the machine is having you just check the boxes. Mm -hmm. When I had uh, professors that were business owners that had sold their companies and then just wanted to teach on the side now that they're made money, the from my experience, the difference between those classes were night and day. Yeah. One was like you're constantly in the trenches like doing. The other is, hey, go memorize, go. Mm -hmm. What? Why is you know read this PNL and versus like all right, put a PNL together for this company and break down where the losses are happening and where the gaps are. And it's just yeah. it's so different when you have business owners and professors. Yeah. Well, in, in my right. experience, you know, we had a, a one week course and there was a guy that worked at Intel and like it was the difference between being static, like you mentioned, like here's the checks, you got to like check off these boxes and being dynamic. Like we don't know what it's really going to bring. We have like we have a strategy, we have a plan, but we also need to have a plan or a strategy for when it doesn't go our way. And being able to like deviate from that plan without being, you know, oh my goodness, we're going against it. You didn't learn this. It's like, well, did we finish the project or not? Were we successful or not? I feel like colleges now, not to go on a tangent, but like a good college now is just a connection. Mm. So like think of Harvard. Really the reason Harvard's so good is they are in deep with all the big companies. And they take care of their own. Yeah, and they, they watch out for them. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna go to Harvard, I'm gonna build this network, and I'm going to pipe in. You don't know. You don't need to. And I'm not bashing Harvard. or They're obviously smarter than I am. But it just feels like sometimes you get these people that they really don't know. But they had the connections. Mm. And and in America, it's who you know, not what you know. And, and a lot of times you work with people and you're like, you really don't know shit. Like, yeah. you're kind of just. You kind of got here from your connections. Yeah, just certain things versus yeah. like you can work with people and you're like, oh, like you've you've seen you've seen this before. Mm -hmm. It's so true, and it really takes like when you. So when I actually, you know, saw that, I took advantage of it, and I was like, I want to learn what from this lady. Like I don't want to learn from like this professor that's not really they don't really have experience, and this isn't a fun class. So I ended up getting a marketing position in Spain, um, in Spanish. I was like improving my Spanish, answering calls, doing telemarketing, stuff like that. And then it got to a point, and this is kind of the pivotal part that I think might be interesting for you guys and everybody listening. I actually was doing CrossFit. I was like super intense with like work. I was doing that job. I was actually coaching beach volleyball on the beach, <laughs> which was really fun. Um, and then I was also teaching English. So I was kind of just like hustling I couldn't get a work visa at the time. So that's why I had to do all these odd jobs. And I was still doing CrossFit, still trying to like train because, you know, athletes, we love to, to mm -hmm. work out. And I actually fell on my head and I got a during CrossFit doing a handstand push up and herniated my C5, C6. And I was out like I couldn't even lift a water bottle. Like I was seeing neurosurgeons there in Spain. This was like about three years into living in Spain. And it really altered my life. I couldn't go into the office anymore. Mm. I couldn't do a nine to five. I told my boss who we have a really, that ex boss, I, we had a really good relationship. I said, hey, I can't keep taking the train. I can't, like, I can't sit here. This is excruciating nerve pain going down my arms. 
And I said, hey, like, she goes, do you want me to lay you off? She's like, I'll give you, you've been working here for a couple years. You'll get a really good, like, Spanish um, package, like the severance. Mm -hmm. They pay you 80% depending on, like, how much you've, how long you've worked there. So I got, like, 80% pay for, like, three months. Now, I took this problem and I said, okay, I cannot work for anybody any ever again. Like, I realized that. My health is more important. I need to heal. So what I did was I was thinking about what I was doing for this CEO. I had made a website for her. I was doing some of her marketing. I was organizing her conferences, her events. I was like, why don't I just start building websites? And so I literally, with this excruciating pain, built myself a stand-up desk because I didn't know where to get one at the time. I think they they weren't really that prevalent. Mm -mm. And this was back in like 2016. I don't know, 20, no, 2018. Um, and I basically taught myself how to do web design from YouTube videos. There's this guy, I will never forget him, Ferdy Korpershik. He has like all these free videos. I literally owe my business to him. I literally binge watched these videos, had WordPress open on the other on the other side, literally just taught myself. And then I was, again, using that network. I reached out to a friend here in actually like mid city Hollywood area who has a really successful social media agency. And I said, Jake, like I've just had this, he's a good friend from high school. I said, I just had this really horrible injury. I'm reinventing myself. I need to, I'm starting a business from scratch. Can you mentor me? And he mentored me. Um, he helped me get my pit, get my pitch right for some of my first clients. He helped me come up with my pricing. And like, it was just that vulnerability and like going for it attitude that kind of got me out of that. And I was able to like heal and start a business at the same time because yeah, we got to make money at the end of the day. We can't just do nothing when we have an injury and with a neck and spinal injury like that, it's really messed up. Like, I mean, that was like the hardest, that was the biggest wake up call of my life. How long did it take you to recuperate from that? I mean, I still, it's still there. Um, with like discs, I don't know if you, if anybody has experienced this. I know so many people are getting herniated discs these days. They typically, um, they're really inflamed, like when they happen and really painful, but they typically like shrink over time. If you're doing, you know, your therapies, mm -hmm. your physical therapy and, you know, doing all the exercises that the PTs give you. And, um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of, a lot of things. I, I picked up a book that was like talking about fear and how chronic spinal pain actually comes from fear and tent, like your muscles being tense. So I just literally listened to everything he, he put in this book, like movement is good. It brings oxygen to the cells and it actually loosens up everything instead of like sitting down or laying down all day. Actually, our body wants movement. Mm -hmm. So I started listening to all these like kind of like holistic um, doctors too. And yeah, that's really what got me. I got into yoga, got into meditation got into not having the fear make your body tense because then the pain will be there. And then if you're always thinking about the pain and you're always thinking about, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that, it's not going to help. So I started changing the mindset and over time, yeah, I, I would say it's been three or four years of, of work. So I'm and assuming... now I can play volleyball. I can play beach volleyball. I can't do running though. That's like probably oh, the... Really? The hardest hmm. thing is when I can really walk. Because the like, jostling. That's the main form of <laughs> I can design. really like, walk. 
So I'm assuming you're you're still crossfitting. Oh hell no! <laughs> I soon, am like such an anti-crossfitter now. From, yeah, as soon as you said crossfit, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, go. where's Andy to talk about yeah. this? <laughs> he used to crossfit. <laughs> we used to always. Do, me and Andy did crossfit together, but the more I got into it, the more I was like, they really are not like they're setting you up to get injured, and yeah. and it, yeah, that's a different story. But it was just funny. As yeah. soon as you said that, I, was I like, just don't think that they're really looking out for like the high amount of reps. And it wasn't the lifting part; it was like this random exercise that I didn't have training on, which was the handstand push-up. They, like, I don't think anybody should go over their head for the amount way. of money that they charge. You really need to have an, an actual trainer that can identify and recognize when the muscles are starting to get sore mm-hmm. or tired or you can tell and it's like okay maybe you should do yeah. that maybe maybe you shouldn't continue to push yourself against these things especially some of these workouts that are to your point they're they could have damaging effects for years if not the rest of your life for sure that's why I, I was just like, okay. I mean, I love the principles, but I'm out. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, speaking about fear, because, you know, that overcoming fear is applicable to not only, you know, getting through injuries, but also the way we live our lives and how we go forward. How have you utilized what you've learned about fear to move forward with your businesses? Such a good question. And I just reached out to one of my coaches from Washington State, they just moved over to West Virginia. They're now the head coaches over there. Um, I reached out to him because I was like, wow, I just wanted to thank you like for everything that you guys taught me. Because the other day I was thinking about, they used to put us in these drills in college um, where we'd have the score and they'd make it like we were down a point and it was game point for them. And they'd make you serve at the end or you'd be up they would change the situation and they would always say like, it doesn't matter, like it's the same. Everything is the same. The only, it's our minds that's like making up that this is pressure, like pressure actually isn't real. So like you guys said, it's like a muscle. If we practice understanding that this fear that's coming up is normal, I'm a human, but I can get past it. Like it's not, I can't touch it. It's, it's literally me making it up. And you can even look at like, it's really been, to answer your question, it's really been like doing the, the deep work. Mm. Um, my dad died two years ago. That also catapulted my, um, there's a lot of fear that comes up. The ultimate fear that we have is fear of death. Yeah. That's, and Being let's, alone. let's yeah. be totally real about it. Whenever we have a fear, it's because we fear that we're going to be harmed. We feel that we're going to die. We think that we're going to be in danger. It's like a primal uh what is it called like a reaction Mm -hmm. so when my dad died i really dove into community that's i think one of the main pillars of like when things get hard or we doubt ourselves or we have this goal and we don't actually achieve it it's because of fear but we're probably thinking we have to do it on our own which is not possible we have to reach out like if i would have thought i could do it by myself like literally closed not even texted anybody, asked people questions, didn't seek out my friend who was a mentor or a co- like coaching. I've paid for coaches throughout my entire entrepreneur journey. I wouldn't have been able to do crap because we need to learn from people. 
um, even like the YouTube, like I wasn't doing that on my own. I was learning from Ferdy. Mm-hmm. So I think like community is number one. So like this podcast, like people listening, um, I'm sure you guys inspire people and we are, we're here to help each other. Like not thinking that you have to do this on your own and like really into your competitors also don't even have to be competitors. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hosting an event. I host them like every three months. Um, it's called Untold Secrets of Living Overseas. It's basically I bring the top 18 experts together to talk everything moving abroad. We talk mindset, we talk visas, we talk strategies. People can ask their questions in the Zoom chat. Um, we talk real estate. We literally talk everything. I created that because I want to bring everybody who's an expert, even if they're my competitors. I have three of my competitors coming on. We're friends. We literally share audiences. Like they bring their people. I'm bringing my people. The other girl's bringing her people. The lawyer's bringing their people. (laughs) We're just all helping each other. So I think like really leaning into like the support, being vulnerable, not being scared to ask for help. And I think some of us have been taught that it's not good to ask for help and it's a sign of weakness. Mm. It's totally not because if you really want to hit that goal, yeah, freaking hire a coach or um, learn from somebody or like attend that boot camp or do that retreat or whatever it is. Like they have men's retreats now mm-hmm. that like really are empowering and like entrepreneurs are like really getting a lot out of it. And they, they combine spirituality with mindset, with like business. And those are the people that are like really making moves in their businesses, in their lives. And then the second thing I would say is like, what's the routine? Like what's your, in terms of like a mindfulness routine? Are we journaling each day? Do we have a therapist? Because there's a lot of shit that goes on. Like my aunt has stage four cancer right now. And she's like one of my favorite aunties. My dad died two years ago. I've got two businesses. There's literally so many moving parts. I've got a full team of people that work under me. Like, how do you stay sane? And your partner or your best friend might not be the person that you need to talk to because they don't get it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think talking to somebody that's not related, that's a coach, that's done it before, um, a therapist, like a talk therapist, like sometimes we just need to get it off of our chest and then we like have a light bulb moment or just feel better. Um, So I think like having some routines like journaling or learning how to meditate and calm the mind um, so that we can be more focused and really like diving into these types of things has been like crucial. And then hypnosis. I mean, I don't know if you guys know about hypnosis and no, it's not the one that's at Knott's Berry Farm. That's like a show (laughs) and they make somebody like throw this thing on their face. It's literally rewiring your thoughts to change your beliefs because at the end of the day, the fears come up from us believing that we are there's a threat, us believing that we're not good enough, we're not worthy for this goal, or we're not, you know what I'm saying? So you have to change your thoughts in order to change the beliefs. Mm. And that's the only way to do it. So how are we changing our thoughts? Are we... Right. Do we have them literally next to our desk, like all of our affirmations of all the things we want to be and literally in the I am like I am attracting $10,000 a month. I am attracting love and abundance to my life. I find my partner now, like whatever it is that you want to attract, like you have to write those things down 
and say them to yourself every day. You have to look at it and like program your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say would be the biggest things that have helped me like overcome fear. Yeah. That's really good. Now, getting specifically into your businesses, I think uh, Move Now Overseas is kind of um, can kind of figure out what it means in the name. But um, go into both of your businesses, what uh, services you provide, and how you actually got into those specifically. Yeah. So the again, the Your Life Innovated is the web design and social media agency, which I started when I was in Barcelona after that injury. I had met my husband Dan um, in Barcelona, and so bless his soul, he like helped me throughout my healing journey, wouldn't have been able to heal without him. But um, definitely, I told you guys, I started the watching the YouTube videos. You don't need to invest in some super expensive course to learn web design. Like you could learn on YouTube if you wanted to. Um, and so these are really high value skills to have now. I think people are starting to wake up with, um, you don't have to be stuck in this nine to five. Like literally I'll tell you my life when I, because I started that, I literally digital nomad all over the world. So like we were just, my husband's a DJ, so he can also do it. Um, we were just traveling. We went to seven countries over six months. Our base is normally Barcelona uh, to like live, live. And um, we went to Spain, Germany, Morocco, um, we were in India for three and a half months because of my husband's DJ um, gigs. Hmm. And then we were we saw Mount Everest in Nepal. We did a trek. And then we went to Thailand. And then we were in Mexico for Dia de los Muertos. And then we came to LA. So that's why I created these businesses. Um, the second one, which is moveoverseasnow.com, is basically because I like I've done the transition. I left America and moved to Spain. Um, by the way, I have free healthcare and I could have, I have free education like in Europe for being a permanent resident as Americans. It's really hard for us to get permanent residency in these different countries. And so many people were in like my friends and people on Instagram were asking me like, how are you doing this? How are you living this life? Like you're always traveling and it seems like I'm always traveling, but I'm not, I'm like working during the week. Yes, it can be from anywhere, but I, I'm more of the person that likes to have the on the ground base. So mm. like Barcelona is one of the top cities in Europe for like um, remote work. It's you got the sea, you have the beaches. So beach volleyball, <laughs> love that. You've got hikes. It's kind of like L.A. because you can be for, you can go paddle surfing and then go snowboarding in the same day. It's like two hours away is the local ski mountain and they have really good snowboarding. Um, and just the culture and the lifestyle. I mean, you can live off of 1,000 to 1,500 US dollars a month. So we we are still paying for our rent. The only reason why I'm back in America, guys, is because my dad passed away two years ago. We, we still have our apartment in Barcelona. We're paying three $320 a month mm. and it's back duplex and we have a garden. Like it's absolutely insane. A normal apartment though, like in the center would be like, 800 or 900 bucks a month and that's like a two bedroom um so yeah i started helping people because i wanted to help americans who are stressed out and burnt out from like the normal life that they've set up for us here and who want to live a better life that's more free and um yeah just really achieve this goal so basically like teaching people how to permanently move through the like the visa situations the strategies for everybody's like 
unique situation. So I do one-on-one coaching. I've helped people move to Panama, to Spain, Portugal. Um, the top countries that have really good visas is like Panama, Portugal, Spain. Italy does have a passive income visa, which is pretty nice. So as long as you have like a pretty good savings, which most of us do have because we live in America, um, you can make these moves and get access to all the benefits that an EU citizen has. And they live just a really chill life. So like they have a month vacation off in August. That's like the norm. Like companies are shut. Mm -hmm. They really know how to, I think, what's the phrase again? It's like here in America, we live to work yeah there they work is that right and there they work to live Mm -hmm. meaning they're not just like living to like oh my god i want to get here and i want to do this in my business and like or just like always thinking about work there it's a lot more play so like after i would get out of work at like seven when i was in the office i would like grab beers with friends around the city like you just take the metro you hop over here People are so willing to be social. And I think, and the community aspect is is what was the biggest thing for me. I felt like, I feel like in America, we have to book out our schedules like two weeks, three weeks, even a month in advance to hang out with people we love. And sometimes we need somebody like in the moment. And I always felt that in Barcelona, in Europe, even I have friends in Amsterdam, Germany, Holland, they are like the same way. like. I could just hit them up at any moment and they would be down to meet with me if I'm not okay. So anyways, that's kind of what I do. And um, I host free events uh, with tons of experts that can show you guys how to do this. So feel free to, I think we're going to drop it in the description, but um, yeah, feel free to join me on one of those events and I'd love to have you. I'm also launching a Move Overseas Now Academy, which um, is actually going to be just when this podcast is coming out. And Basically, it's eight to 15 different visas highlighted for different countries, different um, country routes. And so it's basically going to be a total of 60, 60 visas highlighted. Wow. Um, it's a pretty big effort, and I'm going to make it super affordable for people so that they don't have to get into analysis paralysis and Google and fo- do all the things that typically is why people stop is they Google so much and they get so confused and they don't actually end up moving abroad and making this goal happen. Um, And it's also a supportive community. So I actually give you guys um, access to Slack. So you can ask me literally any question. So like if you're bringing all your paperwork in to like the Spanish consulate, like I will review it, I'll look it over. So you basically don't have to hire a lawyer um, and it's gonna be like super affordable. So yeah. That's that's great. Speaking about your personal life, what would you consider your greatest personal achievement? Yeah, personal achievement. Well, this one I had to think about, um, but it actually was really easy when I thought about it. Um, About in September, I have some friends that I made from this leadership program I did last year. They own a nonprofit in Nepal. And I, when I, when we were doing this six month travel journey, we actually made a point to go to this super poor village, this super poor city in Nepal, which is, I've, I mean, I've never been to a place like this. I felt like I was in Africa in terms of like, the, it's like tribes living off the land. And I went and volunteered and our friends who are, she's American and he's Nepali and they're missionaries. 
they brought us to their these villages that they help. They put churches and schools in the villages. These kids don't go to school. They don't even have shoes on their feet. I would say that was the biggest personal achievement in terms of just like doing that for them and for myself because I think we get into this like routine of forgetting that we're like so lucky to have all these things that we have mm. and seeing these kids literally not have shoes I mean they don't have floors they it's dirt it's um the straw and mud and dung huts with like metal roofs if they could afford the metal roof and it's just so humbling I, I was able to raise like two thousand dollars um while I was there super hard to fundraise by the way Wow, I was shocked. Hmm. I was I was hitting up all my friends. I mean, people that are very well off. And I'm talking like asking people for $10. I had such a hard time and it was just like, wow. Like people actually donated to the cause because I was there and I was sending videos. But it was just like, whoa, I couldn't believe people don't want to help donate like five or ten dollars to like help. So five dollars buys three pairs of shoes. Oh, wow. And I was actually on the ground handing out the shoes to these kids. This was probably like their only present they've ever gotten in their entire life. Like I was I was floored. I was like ecstatic from like being able to do something of this, you know, it's so humbling and like your heart just opens up. But I was just like, wow, these people. And they were so excited to see us. We were the only foreigners they had ever met. Nobody cares about them. They're at the bottom of the the caste system. And so it was just really eye-opening to see that we live this amazing life in America, in Europe, wherever it is in the world, a lot of us. And we take it for granted. Mm. And we, I just got like this next level gratefulness so if anybody could go, if anybody wants to go volunteer with my friends, like I would say, go freaking do it. It's called Mercy Mission Nepal, mercymissionnepal.org. Go do a mission trip, like go, and I'm not Christian or anything. Like I don't like, it wasn't about that. It was about going beyond yourself and just like seeing the place and like giving your love and like really trying to help and do your part. To, and it gets you out of funks. Like, I swear to you, if I'm having a bad day, I just think about what I experienced and, like, the situation that these people are in. And they are still having a smile on their face. Mm. And they literally barely have enough food and no shoes. What ages so, can yeah. volunteer for that? Do you know? How do people volunteer? No, no, no. So, like, if you go, is it something that, like, you could bring, like, your kids to to help or what? Yes. I mean, it, this is very mom and pop nonprofit. So this is not like your um, feed the children, you know, these ads we get on YouTube. Like these are people that I actually know that like started this and it's very small scale. And I really do love organizations like that. Like they don't get a lot of publicity. They don't have a lot of money. It's really just about like they've got WhatsApp threads and they're kind of like sending videos out. Um, and so this is more of what it's like it's not like this big organization i would just be able to connect you guys to sonia and paul um they do have a website so you could always like email them but it, it's going to be very like personalized i would say yeah they could they would even like host people like in their house like it's it's beautiful they hosted me and dan 
Um, but yeah, if there was a bigger group that was coming, like obviously people would probably have to get hotels. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that people could do with their kids. You could um, go help build like the churches and schools. So they basically just build a big hut that serves as the school mm. and they train the teachers. They train local people on the ground um, that know how to read um, so that they can teach these kids how to read. And um, there's a lot of like trafficking that happens because it's on the India Nepal border. A lot of the there's a big um, sex trafficking issue for these kids so that people will come across the border and take them because they're just so vulnerable and so probably poor not bring and, your kids, you know, <laughs> so it's really the mission is to help these kids not get trafficked get them into school so that they can read and write and get jobs later in life. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to reach out, I can totally put you in touch. I can also leave the, you guys with their website, mercymissionnepal.org. Great. Well, this has really, really been a m- m- little eye opening, you know, and um, we generally end the show with a couple of questions. I can go first if you want, Scott. Um, oh, mine's going to be completely not on topic. Oh, so. well, then, then go for it. You got it already. Oh, I just want to know the difference. I mean, obviously, I'm a little thicker. So <laughs> I want to know, like, what's the biggest difference? Because I, I, I had a friend that went to Italy and Europe, and they're like, dude, I ate like a king, and I lost weight. And I was like, mm. what? What? Wait, you're able to eat pizza and... and have like pasta and you lost like five pounds while you're over there so um obviously it's not in line but what do you what would you say the big difference is between the food and american food and and where you're at oh my gosh that is not off topic and i think it's a great question we have a food epidemic in america so like um that was the biggest thing is when i moved to europe I actually enjoyed cooking vegetables because literally the vegetables taste like you've never tasted before. Mm. The tomatoes are like the best tomatoes I've ever had. Um, My husband, so we had to come back to America because my dad died. My husband in Spain used to eat tomatoes, apples, pears, asparagus, broccoli. Like they actually taste super, super good. When we moved back to America, he will not eat the apples here. He won't eat the pears because they don't taste like anything. So there's a really big issue with like the sourcing of these foods in America. And I'm vegan myself. So I'm like super hardcore with like veg and produce and buying all organic. I buy all organic in America. I go to Sprouts. I go to Whole Foods. That shit don't taste like anything. I'm, I'm not joking. The nutrients, the nutritional value is not the same. And then the in Spain, they've just got like so many flavors, like Spain and Italy. I've been to Italy multiple times. The reason why that's happening to your friend is because it's a lot more local. Like when you go, so every day in a town that you live in in Europe, somewhere in that town, there is a farmer's market, like with fresh produce, you literally meet the farmers and you, you kind of like, I'm sure you've seen it on like YouTube or Instagram, like. You're just walking through a, a street and you can just pick up all your vegetables, super inexpensive, super healthy. And I think why your friend lost weight, and that actually happens a lot, is because the ingredients don't, are, they're not processed. They don't have preservatives. They don't have all these dyes. You know, it's actually coming from the land and it's super, super fresh. Um, and he's a, he probably was walking a lot. So the other part about Europe, 
I didn't even have a gym membership for a lot of my years there because I was walking everywhere. Like you don't have a car. The public transport mm -hmm. is like off the chain. So kind of like Chicago, New York vibes. And you just hop on the metro, you hop on the train, you're walking here and there. When you go shopping, you take your little cart, like that grandma cart, and you literally go to the supermarket and fill it up. <laughs> it's really cute. It's really fun. Um, and that's a workout in itself. And then you have to like open your door. If you have like first flight of stairs, you're like picking up that cart. You're literally like sweating, like when you're doing stuff, just regular things. So it's actually, that's why everybody's so lean and in shape in Europe. And you see people walking down the street, like smoking and they're like skinny. And it's kind of weird. Like it's, it's got this uh, contrast where everybody's really healthy, but then a lot of people smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they also live to be like 90 and you see this like old man smoking. I'm like, I think it's a combination of the stress levels. They're walking all the time. Everybody's just like so in touch with community and they have good food mm. and it's healthy and it's cheap. Sounds They're not like stressing out about so much about um, paying work. for things. Yeah, It's very simple life. Very simple. Sounds like Scott and I need to visit. Yes. Exactly. Guys, come. I want to show you. I want to show you around. And if anybody's listening, I, it's my favorite thing to do is take people around Barcelona and show you guys what it's really like. Like, I, I feel like I'm kind of a local. Uh, I would consider myself that. I wouldn't call myself a tourist at all. I'll take you to the spots. Like, I will show you. We will not go to the touristy places. We will. Yeah. And I, I like to explain different things about like, oh, see what they're doing there? That's because this is this. Perfect. Well, just from listening to you talk about things, um, you know, I'm just trying to surmise, you know, what your why is and what I what I think it is. And you, I'll let you answer and like confirm or like add to it. But, you know, being free to travel, being free to go to the places you want while also working, but also helping others not have to struggle with the things that you struggled with or the things you've seen other people struggle is like a central point to your why. What, what do you think about that? What did I miss? What, what would you add? I agree. I think that, yeah, again, like we're all struggling like in life. And, and if you look at it from like a Buddhist philosophy, I don't know if you guys have like read into some of the books for that mm -hmm. uh, topic. Like they literally say like, as a human, we are suffering like from birth, we are suffering and like we know this to be true like we've had struggles in high school and then you know we how many people do we know that are suffering with mental health or ourselves we have there's just issues all the time and so i think my mission is to just help inspire people but also i want to be a good friend and and that is in business as well like i have created these businesses, but the premise is love and the premise is just like connection. I think I, the reason why I'm here on this earth, my why is to connect people. Mm. I love to put people in touch with other people. And even if I don't make money off of it, of course not. Like some, the other day somebody was like, oh, do you know a CPA? I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, my friend's a CPA. Like even just that little act of like connecting somebody um, or the bigger act of like, I went to Nepal, they need money for shoes. Let me utilize my connections to make this happen. And, or like somebody's going through a really hard time and they really want out of the current cycle. Or I had one client, um, he was in Florida. He was retired. 
and he couldn't afford living in Florida anymore. And he got laid off at like set. He was working at 80. He was, he's a very pretty famous writer in like the political space. I can't really mention his name and he got laid off. And I don't think his finances were in order as he should. And I was really helping him to move to a country that was gonna be favorable for his pocket and also safe. And so I actually helped him move to Panama. And that was like really eye-opening because I was connecting him with people on the ground uh, through actually my family members. I have family that's Panamanian. And just like he's dealing with a lot as well. Like he lost his wife and um, you know, just that big shift of like you're 80 and you just lost your job and you have to work when you're 80. Like, what is this? Um, I don't want people to have to go through that. And I want people to know that there's other options, that you don't have to be stuck in this way that you are. And even if you did want to stay in America, like you can get unstuck at any time. And it's literally right here mm -hmm. in between these two ears. We just have to set the intention and just start working towards it and really believing it. And so, yeah, that's, I think, what my why is. I think we're all kind of trying to figure out what our why is. If it was one word, I would say like connection, like connector. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions about moving abroad or like starting a business, anything at all, like feel free to ask me. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm really, I'm in the DMs uh, answering people's questions. So, and thank you guys so much for having me. It was such a good chat this morning. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed this. I know that there's a lot of people out there who have considered the move. You know, I know my brother uh, moved to Austria, went through a couple of struggles you mentioned. Um, so this is going to be some very informative and provide a lot of value for our listeners. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, catch us uh, next time on Fuel by Why. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media or leave us a rating and review. As always, you can contact the Field by Y team at fieldbywhypodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Field by Y. Thank you again to our guest, our sponsors, our production team, and to you, our loyal listeners. I'm Andrew Augustiniak, and you've been listening to Field by Y. See you next time. Are you looking for the perfect mortgage solution? Meet the Augustiniak Lending Team at Neighborhood Loans, led by Andrew Augustiniak. Our dedicated team of mortgage professionals is committed to putting you first. We don't just provide loans. We work with you to find the best loan product that matches your unique financial needs and secures your future. The Augustiniak Lending Team is all about educating, empowering, and building real connections with people in their community. They are eager to talk to you, answer your questions, and provide you with personalized support. We're real humans who ultimately just want to help. Whether you're starting a new venture or simply want to chat about real estate, the Augustiniak Lending Team at Neighborhood Loans is here to listen and lend a hand. Call us at 480-735-4095 or visit augustiniakteam.com and let's start a conversation about your future today. Neighborhood Loans, your mortgage powered by your neighbor. Do you need better service from your insurance people? Are you tired of seeing your premiums go up month after month? For car, home, life insurance, and more, Abe Bodden with Insurance Professionals of Arizona is here to help. Call or text Abe today at 480 480- 
254-1749.